headed back in. Turned in! A second of the game for Van Veen, and he is loving it! Cornelius on the edge of the ball! Oh, How special is that for his first Motherwell goal? Slatnik and he shot away! It's a fantastic strike! And it's thundered in by Liam Grimshaw! What a moment for him! The fans' favourite! Hello and welcome to the MSC Podcast. Tonight myself, Pepe and Jaffa will look back in the defeat against Hearts. We'll look forward to a busy, busy spell for Motherwell. We'll discuss the international break, a build-up of injuries at Fir Park, and I'm sure there's going to be another couple of things that take our fancy over the next three quarters of an hour or so. Guys, welcome along. Evening, Andy. Good to be here. All right, mate. Happy as ever, I'll start with yourself. And it feels like it's been a season where we've got going and then it's stopped. Then we've started again and it's stopped. It's been very stop-start by nature. The Hearts game, for that reason, seems like quite a while ago. It was nearly a fortnight, I guess. 3-0 defeat, but let's be perfectly frank about the situation. There's going to be very, very few occasions where a Motherwell team lose 3-0 at Fir Park and are clapped off the park. The scoreline in no way reflects the narrative of the game. Would you agree with that? In performance, I but obviously you need to take your chances and it seems to be a, a, an occurring theme. Um that we're not taking our chances. So for that, that's the only concern. But I totally agree that the performance was was better than, than some of the 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 games we actually won under Alexander. Um and actually thought to myself, I'm still here at three 0 and still I wouldn't say enjoying it, but still enjoying watching the, the we're still trying to attack and stuff like that. So it's a completely different philosophy that the, the team have got that I think rubbed off in the stands. And Stevie Hamill, as a person, and his history makes that a big part of that. Um, but that that is just a small part, part of it. It's just to add to the whole um, concept that, 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 that we've employed an ex-player. But the whole thing, as you're right, the, the performance was good. I mean, many times we hit the... the the bar with an offside goal. So we're definitely moving in the right dis- um, direction, but we just need to find our, our shooting boots. I think somebody's going to be due a hiding office soon, but the problem is that we're coming into such a hard run of games. Yeah, we'll go on and talk about that that difficult run of fixtures shortly, but Jaffa, just sticking with the Hearts game for now, it was quite incredible, some of the, the opportunities that came and went. You did get the feeling that the goal was never going to come and I suppose inevitably it didn't. Louis Moult comes off the bench and within a minute of his introduction, he's put the ball in the net at an exciting moment, cut very short by the offside flag. It was hard to determine whether the assistant got it right from the replays. I guess it's one that if it had went to VAR, it would have been exceptionally tight as well. It was really hard to to see across the line and maybe just had strayed a, an inch offside. But those fine margins can be so critical. And I, I guess in the first five or six weeks of the season, we did have 
luck on our side. You look back to the St Mirren game in the opening day and we were very fortunate to come away with the three points. Against Livingston, we were pretty poor as well, but managed to find a way to win the match. Though in the last two games, you nil-nil draw against Dundee United and then followed up with a, a 3-0 home reverse against Hearts. It has been costly, a lack of firepower. And it maybe does highlight as well that a lot of our goals have been coming from the penalty spot. Kevin Van Veen has had a good scoring start to the season, but a lot of them have been penalties. I, I mean, I 100%, uh, 100% agree with you and a wee bit about what, what Pepe said as well. It's, it's, and obviously Stevie Hamill highlighted that after after the, the Hearts game as well by saying, kind of, you know, won games 4 0 this season, but we, we created far more chances in the Hearts game than we did in the game that we won 4 0. And it's, I, I, there was a, there was a sort of, there was a feeling in both the Dundee United and the Hearts game of thinking when we did it, when we weren't taking our chances, that a goal was never going to come. But the thing is, it's I mean, I've been watching Motherwell long enough to to have watched this playing games where you're losing games and drawing games now now where you're creating nothing, absolutely nothing. The fact that we are still creating chances and unfortunately not taking them, and as Pepe says, it's so I think somebody is in for a hiding promise soon. Um, because I, and just looking at the Hearts game, it's the three 0 kind of definitely doesn't doesn't reflect the way the game goes. Obviously, kind of their first goal comes from an absolutely awful mistake in defence from us uh, when we were, we were kind of all over them at the time. Um, their second goal comes from a breakaway after Paul McGinn misses. Misses an open goal basically when after Van Veen's hit the post and it's fell to him and he's kind of caught it with his heel and it's went across the goal and came off the post. Then they got the score up the park and score. And then obviously, sort of, we've, we've put on a lot of attacking options and they break away and in, in garbage time and score the third. So it's it really was sort of it really was our own kind of doing that, that we kind of we kind of lost that game it's because we, we were on top and we did create the chances and it's I think the fact that you are creating chances and and the and the people are missing the chances kind of it means that you probably don't need to change it's just kind of just need to get a wee bit sort of a wee bit more ruthless um but I, I mean again it was just a, it was another decent performance it's as you've said kind of some of the early early season stuff where we won games and we'll kind of we'll kind of struggle through them and sort of and manage to win somehow. Whereas like now I think kind of we've played our two best games of the season and we've only taken one point from it. It's after both games. It's kind of my my overriding feeling was I can't believe we haven't scored today. And it's I just think we just need to keep doing what we're doing because the thing is it looks as if I mean obviously I spoke about Paul McGinn sort of basically missing a rope and go. And then you look at Mark Penny sort of bringing a wonder save out to Craig Gordon and, hit, and then hitting the bar. And it's like uh, Paul McGinn had a great chance in the first half that if he kept it on target, there was a good chance he would score as well. So when you've got both your fullbacks having two great chances in the game, as well as a, kind of just mounting the other chance from the forward players, it's, it's I think we're doing it. I think we're getting better. I think we're playing better football. And... Um, I'm just, 
although we're going into a tricky run of games, it's, I'm not kind of I'm not in fear. I'm not the pessimistic kind of person that I would usually be going into this run of games. It's I think well, we're going into it in sort of decent form, and if the injuries aren't aren't as bad as kind of we're first expected, then I think. I think we're we're still looking good. You played the Arthur advocate a wee bit here, and I don't know how much of this next statement I really believe myself. But both of you mentioned giving a team a hiding. Now, you've then went on to talk about two games where we played really well, but not scored a goal. We've created, I think it's, or had fifty attempts across those two games. What? gives you the belief that we'll suddenly find our shooting boots and these missed chances. The the Paul McGinn one, let's take that one in isolation. You've got an opportunity from a yard out and somehow we don't manage to turn the ball into the net. There's there's no excuse in a professional footballer missing in those scenarios ever, I don't think. What what makes you guys think that suddenly it is going to click into place and and suddenly we'll find that clinical edge that we seem to be lacking, or, or certainly have been lacking, especially in those last two games. For me, the well, averages dictates my mindset with that. Um, obviously, every nine times out of ten, somebody in McGinn's position scores that. And it was just that day that it didn't click. Obviously, same against Dundee United, this didn't happen. The the shot from Matt Penny, both shots fell outside the box. And another day, they're in, in the top corner and were raving about what a wonderful goal it is. Things like this just happen in football, I think. If you look at, I'll use a, a crazy example, Ollie McBurney went in an a 18-month uh, goal drought and he then scuffed one in and I think he scored something like four in the last three games. So these things just turn about in football. Um, I, I think it will... I'm saying a hinder. I don't mean we're going to beat somebody 6, 7, 8, nothing. But a, a good, easy 3-0 win where we're firing all cylinders and still missing chances, but three-day chances go in. I think it's just the low averages and sometimes it's luck more than skill um, with these things. Um, as you said, at the start of the season, we rode our luck with penalties and stuff like that. But I just don't think that we've... When, once one week and a ricochet goes in, I think then you'll see that the confidence comes back in. And when things the chips are down, sometimes things just go against you, and you can try too hard. Once we get that wee break, um, I think that that will be will be absolutely fine and and start scoring. I mean, the longer this goes on, certainly the more a concern it becomes. But if you look at attacking options, um, there isn't really many teams that I would swap our attacking options with. So that's why I'm so positive about it. I, I'm I'm the same, Andy. It's I I just think that kind of the fact that we are creating creating the chances and missing them, um, kind of that will turn round. There'll be there'll be other days that that the chances that we've missed that have went in. Uh, as Pepe said, kind of nine times out of ten, Paul against scores that. Even if he, it's probably kind of we say that came off his heel. That's probably the the one part of his foot that kind of meant it was going to miss. It came off. It. Any other parties, even if he didn't catch it right, that would have went in. It's I just I just think that kind of when you're creating chances, not taking them, it's that's not going to go away. We're not suddenly kind of going to stop making chances. The fact that we're playing football and creating chances, and it's like Kevin Van Veen has scored, has shown that he's got a scoring touch, shown that he can take a chance, 
Louis Moe obviously kind of in the in his pathway has has taken hundreds of chances. And it's like then you've got the sort of guys round about is round, round about them supporting cast that will always chip in with goals kind of that we've seen. So it's like it's not as if kind of we've got a team of guys who have never scored before. So kind of I don't know what's going to change that's going to make them start scoring. It's the, these are guys that kind of that have got a history of scoring goals and playing as well as we are playing. It's it's going to come together. Um, and I, I think you were making the point that kind of you didn't believe what you were asked, really asking either. So um, so I can leave it there. Well, that's put me right in my place. That conclusion to that answer. That certainly <laughs> the uh, let's move it on and, and we'll talk about the the difficult run because we have alluded to the fact that the games are going to come thick and fast over the month of October. We've got seven fixtures in October. That starts with Celtic at Celtic Park, and we'll go into that game in more detail at the end of the podcast. But looking at October, there's a lot of difficult games. There's also the, the quarterfinal, the Premier Sports Cup against Celtic uh, on the 19th of October. Jaffa, we're in a... A bit of a confusing position just now. We should have taken more from the last two games. We've only taken a point. We've then got to go to the home of the champions. We've got a tricky game in the Highlands against Ross County. Then a trip to Easter Road. Then after that, you've got the the home game against Rangers, Aberdeen visit in Fir Park in the league, um, with the game against Celtic in between. It's a, it's a bit of a daunting run, and it's going to certainly be a a real test of Stevie Hamill's credentials because so far it has been all positive and I think that the, the fans have been really buying into what's going on. And that's exemplified by the fact that the players were still applauded off the park following what was a good performance against Harps. The results have got the potential now to change and we could go on a wee bit of a, a winless streak. That's not to say that that's definitely going to happen, but the possibility is is there. How do you think that Stevie Howell will be approaching this run of fixtures? I know, personally, in the podcast, we tend to try and break runs down and make kind of individual targets for each game. Are you doing the same in your head in terms of perhaps looking at Ross County as a possible three points or a trip to Easter Road against a, an up-and-down Hibs team as a, an opportunity to, to go there and win? Or is it just kind of take one game at a time and, and just see if we can stick to the mantra that we've been playing from playing to since Stevie Hamill took over? No, I very, I very much buy into the, the sort of, you look at group, groups of games and it's a, I put a points target on it kind of rather than sort of look at performances and stuff like that. And obviously when you've got Rangers and Celtic in a bookend in four games, it's, it's the points target that I looked at for these four games is four points. Um, and Kind of, I hate I hate when people sort of say you know kind of Rangers and Celtic games are free hits. It's like kind of you 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 go into them expecting to get beat. It's, I don't think Stevie Hamill will go in with that mindset. I think sort of Stevie Hamill goes in to every game thinking that we can we can and should win and setting up to try to do that. Whether it's kind of whether it's to set up defensively and catch them on the break or whether it's to go out all out attacking at them. Obviously, kind of. I think that will change over the four games is how to be, how we kind of look at them. Um, and then it comes down to sort of 
when we'll when we're getting Rangers and Celtic and sort of what games they've got coming up after that as to as to how they're going to set up against us. Obviously, sort of Celtic's last league game, um, they were caught out on a bad day by St Mirren, who were well worth their victory against them. Um, and it's it's I think there's a lot of things that that have got to go Motherwell's way. It's like I think we've got to play really well when we play either of the old firm. And there's got to be a few of them that have an off day and they don't play as well as a team. It's I think if you if you look at Alan V eleven and kind of both playing playing really well, it's you're always going to sort of they kind of you're always going to have to side with with kind of Rangers and Celtic over our, our squad when it comes down to it. But it's it's I think that there shouldn't be anything to fear against them. It's like obviously the fact that St. Mirren beat Celtic in the last, in their last game. It's, there's nothing to say that we can't go out and do it as well, but it's it's sad. But I look at Celtic and Rangers games, and it's like unless you get an absolute hiding from them, it's if if we go in, we we can we try to take our chances and and maybe just fail to do so and try to maybe lose one or two nothing, um, then you can go away from it and hopefully taking positives. If you're going to get taken absolute hiding, then there's absolutely no positives to take from it at all. Um, but it's, I'm going into it thinking that thinking we've got a chance in all four of the games. But as I said, it's the my realistic target would be four points out of the four games. Anything above that is an absolute bonus. The performance in the four games, I think, have, has got to be the the thing that we look at so that we go into the cup game on a high, at least sort of having played well in these these four games. Um, as I said, can you just got to avoid a hiding from like. With Celtic coming up in the cup, you've got to avoid the hiding off them in the league, um, or you're going to go into the cup game kind of really, really wary. But I, it's kind of I'm looking forward to the four games. It's not the the pessimistic look that I would have I would have had. I hadn't changed managers at the start of the season. I started playing better since then. So I, looking forward to it, mate. I kind of go with that same sort of mindset. If you offered me a two 0 defeat. At Celtic Park just now, I would take it and just move on. It's it's one of these games that you just want to to get out of the road, especially in the circumstances here, because I don't think they're perhaps in the the nineties or the mid nineties when they were a wee bit more fragile, they would lose a game and you would think this is a a, a real chance to kick them while they're down. Unfortunately, I think we might face a, a bit of a wounded animal on Saturday where we'll be really, really out for retribution. The injuries picked up against Hearts. Pepe were a bit of a concern. We lost Joe Efford early on in the game. Following that, you also had injuries to Rolando Ahrens. In the second half, Ricky Lamy also went off with what looked like quite a severe injury. Thankfully, since then, it's been confirmed that it's not as bad as first feared. Headaches there for Stevie Hamill, and we talked about previously that it looked like we had a wee bit of a strength and depth. It's amazing how quickly things can turn around, and suddenly you're, you're thinking, I hope we've got a couple of young players coming through are ready to, to take their place on the bench. Because during this busy period, there's every possibility we might get a few more <laughs> injuries, and, and we're going to need to, to rely on that strength and depth and hopefully utilise those fringe players who are I would imagine are chapping at the bit to get some game time. Yeah, my my concern about strength and depth is just as I've said before, is the defence. 
Um, we're now at the stage where Ricky Lamy's our first choice centre half, whereas probably if he had said that this time last year, it, it would have been so far for our, for our thoughts. So when Ricky Lamy went off injured, and you look at who who's going to come on, it's a, a out of form um, Mugabe and um, Sondra Johansson, who for me um, is just mediocre. I wouldn't say that he's he's uh, he's anything special. Um, he said, as I said before, he's he's got a personality, deals with the fans, but but I'm not really sure what happens after. Um, the injuries with that. Um, so, yeah, and the injury certainly influenced the flow of the game as well. Um, against Hearts, come back to talk about that. Um, but I suppose injuries is part and parcel of football, isn't it? Um, the one that, that I do want to talk about to an extent is is uh, Orlando Arns, that we spoke when we signed both Louis Moult and Arons with regards to their injury records. So it's maybe just going to be one of these gambles that's not paid off with, with Arns. Um, but certainly Louis Moult looked as if he was he was very lively when he came on. So Arns, for me, is a real concern because I just feel as if he's 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 going to be that type of player where he's going to get niggles and injuries really kind of frequent. He's not looked overly fit. Certainly he played in that under-20s game or the reserve game, whatever you want to call it now. Um, he had that cracking assist uh, but he's not showed much in the times that we've seen him not that he's had a great deal of time to show us but my real concern is certainly the the uh, the, the, the defence and obviously we missed uh, Callum Slattery I believe it was through personal circumstances Firstly, hopefully that, that situation resolved and he's, he's back ways that's obviously the most important thing but I think he's really important to get the ball down and, and, and play it um, if he can add goals to his game, as we've said before, he will be a massive player for us this season because I think that the whole midfield, um, he's been the breaks have been taking off them, um, so I think that he'll really push on this season. Um, so he was a massive loss um, through whatever the personal circumstances were, um, but it's part and parcel of football, um, and we just need to move on with it. But the one positive out it is now that we're getting to see that that youth is going to get the chance, um, and we're getting to see that. Some of these young guys that are that are, that are playing, the academy's doing its job. Um, obviously, they drew three each, and I know we'll go on and talk about them. But I've been on about this for ages that you just miss not seeing who this next batch of players are that's going to come through. Um, so I definitely think that Stevie Hamill will have, have confidence in putting putting a young centre half in there if if he's if he believes that he's ready. Jaffa, we we spoke before we came on about. The reserves and they were involved in a, another high school in affair midweek. They drew 3 3 with Air United and then lost the bonus point penalty shootout. The, the one issue that we've all discussed is now we've got the opportunity to go and take in the, the reserve games. And to be perfectly honest, I don't know how many I'll get to uh, with work commitments, but it's a wee bit frustrating to see the, the last minute nature of these games being confirmed online. There's no way of kind of tracking the schedules and such like. So those that would maybe take a fancy to go and are maybe finding out about these games too late in the day. I definitely I'd really disappoint that kind of that it hasn't it hasn't made it onto the, the club website like it used to. 
Um, because as far as I know, kind of like, I mean, there is only nine lead fixers, and then there's kind of, I think the League Cup is a, that we played on Tuesday is like a group thing. Um, so the kind of all of those fixtures are known and are arranged. Um, so I don't know why it's only sort of getting thrown on last minute, sort of like as a as a tweet um, that kind of that it's happening on the day it's happening. Um, I, I would like to I would like to think that'll be addressed very very soon, and the kind of fixtures the fixtures will be published on the on the website so that kind of people can arrange to go because obviously it was the first the first reserve game game that we we had at home was played at Fort Park, but. I believe all our other home kind of reserve games are going to be played at K Park and East Co-Pride. Um So it's, I mean, it, it, it just the fact that kind of all the fixtures are, are sorted out for dates, kind of, and there were specific ones that were kind of mentioned when the league would, because I think sort of they, they announced when the, the Mother Old Hamilton reserve game would be, um, which is going to be at New Douglas Park. I can't remember the date of it, but I mean, that was, that was all announced months ago. So it's, I don't know. I don't know how, what's holding what the hold up is. I don't know whether whether we've kind of filled the filled the positions for the media kind of roles that we're we're looking for, or whether you know we're sort of moving away from the website and kind of focusing on Twitter and Facebook. But I I, I mean I, I don't know. But it's it is frustrating that kind of that it's not on it's not on the website. I would I would never have realised that we were um, spoiled back in the day when. The, the reserve league used to emulate the, the the league fixtures. So if you were home, um, if you were sorry, if you were an away fixture, say for example, Aberdeen, where not everybody would go to, your reserve team would have been home to Aberdeen that day, and vice versa. Um, and I remember numerous times going on a Saturday to watch watch the reserves, and I think it turned into a Thursday night. Um, so I, the, the days were. There was a big emphasis put in um, reserve team football, um, more so because the squads. There was more first team um, players that, that that were used in it, much like what happened um, in our first game this season at Fir Park. But it was great to to have that. I'm pretty sure that your season ticket got you in for the majority of the games um, as well. Know that you, you you grudge paying a couple of quid to go in and and watch these things, but. It was great back back then. Uh, I actually remember going and seeing the the famous uh, David Ferrer. He made his debut um, in a reserve team game on the Thursday, and I thought he looks he looks brilliant. Um, spoke to the guys that I was with, and then he came on. And I said, "He's this guy's a great player." Comes on and scored a hat trick. And I think they all thought that I was I had inside information from Harley. I don't ever scored a goal again after that. But it was good to go and see these wee things. Um, and I really, I, I, I miss, really miss it that it's not really an option for the, for, or it's not been an option. So hopefully they do start to publicise it. And as both of you have said, that you you can at least make plans into it. So for example, at the Hamilton game that you can maybe look in if there's days that you want to take off your work or work your, your day around about it so that you can get there. Um, so that it's a bit more fan friendly, I suppose. Yeah, and I think that the point you made about there been more first teamers previously in the, the reserve team. I suppose the then goal right now is because of the circumstances of the last couple of years, quite a lot of these guys that are in the reserves side haven't had that much football. So it's it's a real learning curve for them. And 
along with that, there'll be the hope that they can develop into first-team players and perhaps even feature on the bench in the not-too-distant future. The one kind of noticeable name in the reserve team on Tuesday or Monday, whenever the game was, Dean Cornelius played from the start. So it'll be interesting to see whether that was just a, a measure to get his fitness up or his match sharpness up or whether we might actually see Dean kind of on the, the fringes of the team rather than, than playing a more prominent role like he did last season. We'll talk about the international break briefly and from a Muddle point of view, not a great deal to talk about. You had Liam Kelly involved in the Scotland setup. Craig Gordon played the 90 minutes of all three games, a very successful week for the Scottish national side. So Liam Kelly still not been given that opportunity under Steve Clark as yet. But when you see the, the performances of Craig Gordon in these critical games, it's hard to argue that he isn't Scotland's number one. The uh, His performance at Fir Park as well, particularly saved from, from Matt Penny, really demonstrates me as a, a top-class keeper, even at the age of 40. Uh, Ross Tierney played for the the Republic of Ireland under-21s. They exited the Euros... Uh, sorry, I'll do that again. Ross Tierney played for the Republic of Ireland under-21s. They were losing penalties in the playoff clash with Israel. The real talking point, though, is Ross Tierney's goal in training. Jaffa, I was speaking to a mate about this, and he said, ah, but he'll not be able to do this in a match situation. I'm just quite impressed we've got a player on our books that can do it at all. Hundred percent. I was I was thinking when you said there wasn't a wasn't a lot to talk about in international break colourful wise. I thought you're talking about the kind of it's the kind of nearly broke the internet with Ross Tierney's goal in training. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean it, it was it was kind of fine finish, kind of spectacular strike, and kind of it's good to know that he's got that in his locker. Um, and I. Uh, it was it was quite a sight to see and kind of knowing that it was another player that did it. And obviously when you've talked about Liam Kelly as well, obviously sort of part of the, the kind of the chart with Liam Kelly was the fact that Craig Gordon's uh, Craig Gordon was uh his missus was having a baby sort of while kind of while they were on international duty and kind of looked as if perhaps that was going to clash with one of the games and you were wondering whether he was going to be the, the next man up. Um but obviously, kind of, Kings this has had the had the baby, and then kind of he, he came on and he had a starring role that night for in the game. So, can he really? I, I think, you know, as you said, can he really complain about kind of Gordon being currently being Scotland number one? But the fact with his age, it can he go on forever? Um, and kind of the way the way Liam Kelly's been playing for us as well. It's like I, I think he's he's still going to be there when. When it comes, when it finally comes to an end for Craig Gordon, and hopefully he will be the next man up. But I, kind of, it was good to see, and kind of was it was great Scotland performances as well, and um, just on a tangent. So I, I, international break was was quite pleasing. I'm just glad to talk about. Well, I was going to say, Andy, I'm just glad to sit the road. I'm not a big lover of international football anymore. I've kind of lost part of it. So I would class this as a real football's back. I don't think you're alone in that. There's, there's certainly going on social media there's quite a lot of people that much prefer the, the rough and tumble of the the domestic 
uh, scene and yeah, I, I think that the, the stop-start nature that I've alluded to earlier on in the podcast makes it feel like this season hasn't properly started. But at the same time, so much has happened over the first couple of months. It's, uh, I, it just doesn't really feel like the season's got going. But at the same time, we've crammed in possibly the events of, that you could have over a season in the first couple of months. So, yeah, pretty strange. The next couple of fixtures, we'll go on and talk about them a wee bit. First, I have a trip to Celtic. Then it's a trip up north a visit to Ross County on Tuesday night. Pepe, we have gone over the, the Celtic game. They lost their last league fixture to St Mirren and they were they were well beaten in the day. I don't think they could have any complaints about the result. They will be licking their wounds. They've had a wee bit of time to dwell over it. We've got to keep it tight the first 15-20 minutes, don't we? Because you lose an early goal and it, it could be a quite a frightening prospect. They have given teams a fair few hammerings, most notably nine against them, the United. And it's obviously the key objective. Go there, put in a performance that ensures that we're not embarrassed. And then we can move on to Tuesday night's game, which is a in the context of the next five or six league games, it's a very, very big uh, fixture. No, as I mean, um, just just my take on the whole Celtic thing. I, I say this often as well that you can never, not even when the fixtures are out, but when before the league even starts, you look at the Celtic away, and I know that Jaffa says he hates hearing this, but it's there's no expectation. However, what I will say is that there is times where they end up getting these short results, and yeah, there is the. the are they the wounded animal? Is the pressure going to be onto them if you don't get if they're, if they're on front after 15, 20 minutes? Um, does then that become the Celtic crisis if we go there and, and sneak a win? Um, and let's, let's not forget the last time that, that we won there was when Louis Moult scored these two goals um, just before Christmas. What was that? Maybe six years ago, something like that. Um, so we've got a man there that, that's been there and done it. Um, that doesn't mean to say that I expect it. For me, and again, I don't want this to come across the wrong way. I don't want us to get a hiding. Um, I don't want us to get beat five, six, seven, eight, nine, nothing. Certainly don't. But see, it's happened to us before and it doesn't really affect, I don't really think it affects us other than us then being a wounded animal. Um, so for me, I just write the fixtures off unless we win. Um, it doesn't, with the, with, with the spending power, that they have, um, they are overall favourites. But all we need to do is look at our uh, game against Sligo, and 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 that's what can happen with, with attitudes and team spirits and whatever else. So we never know. Um, in relation to the Ross County game, uh, I definitely think it's a winnable game. I don't think that that you got there looking just for the point. I think that's the one that is quite important. That it could be the fixture that that. Um, we go and we need to go there win and it could be the one that we, that myself and, and Jaffa have said it clicks that we we get a couple of two or three goals um, Ross County have kind of been up and down I know Malky um, McKay's had a lot of plaudits but I'm not overly um, I don't think that they've got any 
better players than us, and I would just go up, go up there. Everything we got better bonus and say, I would expect his minimum draw um, and three points. I've got that marked down um, every time we play them. So I'm looking forward to to Tuesday, and I'm looking forward to Saturday as well. Um, six points. Here we come. Jaffa is <laughs> the case you when you go over these six fixtures in October in the league, I think that County is one that you would hear Mark because that is a real possibility of getting the three points. They've had a a mixed start to the campaign. I know they, they started with a, a really difficult run of fixtures, but they've not really picked up a great deal points wise. We've got a, a decent record there, if not spectacular. It is one that we should be aiming to go into and get a, a decent result. Oh, hundred percent. We 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 should we should definitely sort of be be confident about getting up there and 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 sort of at least giving them a, a decent game. And and certainly the way that we're playing, as Pepe said, that kind of that could be the day it clicks and kind of uh, what. Kevin Van Wien scores a couple, Louis Moult scores a couple, and kind of what would come away absolutely ecstatic. It's it could easily be done, um, and as I said, kind of that, that was sort of it's, it's the Ross County and Hibs game that you, that I was kind of looking at picking up points with. Kind of obviously when I had sort of said that that I had targeted four points for these next four league games. Um, it's it's not that kind of it's not that I think we should begin. In, Expecting a win against Celtic, it's just that I don't really like the fact that kind of when everybody says, you know, that's a free hit, we can go in and sort of uh, expect to lose. It's I think that's a defeatist attitude. Um, it's you go in expecting to probably sort of with the expectation that there's there's not much there that you can get, but you should certainly begin in looking to win the game. And it's I think knowing sort of the, the attitude that Stevie Hamill has, I think that'll be the attitude that you'll be kind of. Important to the players at least, so so that'll be good. But I, it's kind of you go into the Ross County game thinking we can definitely take something for that game. It's certainly kind of I think they're a team on paper that we're a better team than, um, and kind of as Pepe said, that could be a game that, that everything clicks and we we kind of take a couple of goals from them. Hopefully, fingers crossed. But I'm really looking forward to to the Saturday Tuesday uh, getting 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 back to see them. So I, I look forward to it. Just to, to wrap up the podcast, just a few bits of extra information, I suppose. First of all, another thank you to those that contributed to the sponsorship of two players for this season in honour of Andrew Patterson. We're sponsoring Dean Cornelius' home strip and Kevin Van Veen's training kit for the 2022-23 season. We also have last season's kits where we sponsored Liam Grimshaw and Graham Alexander. We've got the kits there and ready to present to the family. The only issue being that we've not yet got them framed. If anyone could put us in touch with a, a reasonably priced framer, we don't currently have much of a budget to work with. We're not looking for freebie, but if we could get it at a slightly discounted rate or mates rates, that would be greatly, greatly appreciated. Guys, I don't know if there's anything else that, that comes to mind over the last couple of weeks that you would like to bring up. No, I'm pretty happy that we've covered everything that we can and uh, it's just good, as I said, to get back to, to normality. I think now we 
the next break, as, as you say, it seems to be the pattern this season that we get into this kind of bit of fixtures and then you've got the World Cup, so that'll be a strange strange thing. It'll, it'll feel like a really stop-start season this year. I think we've covered everything for, for this, Andy. Just sort of looking forward to, to the next week with the three games on. Um, it's good to, to get right back into it. Um, and we're all looking forward to it. Cheers, mate. Just one thing that, that does come to mind, we had done the draw for Dean Cornelius's strip this season. We were, we were raffling both jerseys off. The winner of that was Alan Stewart, who had already made a donation to the to the fund. The winner of Kevin Van Veen's training kit is Craig Coots, which hasn't actually been announced yet. So if you're listening, Craig, congratulations. And we'll be in touch towards the end of the season to get that arranged for you. Guys, thanks so much for your time tonight. It's been a pleasure. Cheers, mate. You've been listening to the MFC podcast. We'll be back following next week's game against Ross County. Until then, thank you and goodbye. Would you put your my love to understand it? To know where it lies, cut a hole in my heart, fill a hole in your life. I'm yours to dissect night as every heartbeat burn a white heat in your blood. Oh, my.